0: Hey guys, it's the Chad Prather Show, To The Point, Wednesday, February 28th. Happy birthday, CJ. It's her birthday. Uh, jump online, follow her at Lone Star CJ. Wish her a happy birthday. Uh, don't send her any weird pictures, because that's just weird, guys. Okay, things to get into. Uh, well, we're going to talk a little bit. of. We're going to do a follow-up story on the, um, quote, trans student in Oklahoma that died. We're going to talk a little bit about yeah, what Pfizer is not telling you. And then the FBI, boy, they've got an interpretive reality when it comes to looting. And then uh, there was a um, another manifesto for a potential um, shooting that happened. I want to get into that a little bit. Oh, my gosh. I got to say, it's to the point, but I, I want to say before we get to the point, one. Thank you thank you for tuning in Thank you for being a uh, continued supporter of the Chad Prather Show Thank you so much If you did not catch yesterday's episode with Sarah Gonzalez Go back, watch it, listen to it uh, She is always insightful And I'm so thankful that she is my friend I always want to stay on her good side uh, Tomorrow night on the Chad Prather Show I am absolutely going to torch the narrative You do not want to miss what I have to say uh on that episode. Mm, you're gonna like it. There's a surprise at the very beginning, so you don't want to miss it. Um, thank you to United Patriot Coin, United Patriot Supply. You can go at a .com to both of the end of those. Same folks, uh, same family running that United Patriot Coin is where I get my bullion, my gold, my silver. Uh, and United Patriot Supply is where I get the guns and the ammo. If you are having a hard time trying to find uh, a certain firearm, there's a good chance United Patriot Supply has it, and they also have hard-to-find ammo. They can get it, and they get it, get you a good deal on that as well. They have a ton of stuff, and so I want you to check them out, unitedpatriotsupply.com. My buddy, uh, Brad Howder, he created the game Get Woke. You can go to getwokenow.net and check it out. It is a fun little board game that you can use to educate the kids. Just have fun with it. It's a funny, funny game. Getwokenow.net. There were people who said, we would get the game, but we don't want to get woke. I promise you, you will not be indoctrinated. It is an opportunity to do what I've been telling you to do for years, and that is mock and ridicule the progressive left, because the insanity needs to be ridiculed. So, check it out. What else can we talk about? What else can we talk about? So many different things, but I want to get right into it. To the point. All right, first of all, did you guys see... God, which one do I want to start with? Did you guys see the um, FBI absolutely got torched over an online image of white women on a report... (laughs) about retail theft rings so the fbi put out a social media post they put it out on x uh and they put an image obviously it was not one of those google gemini images because everybody they you know create there that's black folks or native americans shows a couple of white girls it says higher prices dangerous products And closing businesses. These are just some of the impacts organized retail theft has on everyday Americans. (laughs) Learn what the hashtag FBI does to combat these crimes on the federal level to protect shoppers across the country. And there's a link to the article. They show two girls shoving stuff in their overcoat. Uh, One's a brunette, one's a blonde. I mean, they are white as can be. Oh, my gosh. End Wokeness said, well, but why aren't they wearing MAGA hats? I'm pretty sure those are the ones doing all the shoplifting. Uh, Bridget Gabriel said, but what made you select that photo? <laughs> um, Texas Clint said, why didn't you post a real photo? You know damn well why. And There's plenty of pictures, as you can imagine, of actual lootings, actual thefts, actual robberies going on. Ah, Big Booty Breakfast Taco said, no wonder they keep doing it. You have the wrong suspect descriptions. There's video, guys. Embarrassing. Oh, man. Benjamin Boyce said, impressive stock photo. Now let's see the crime stats. Listen, you've heard me say this, and I'm going to keep on saying it, guys. I'm going to keep on saying it you got to stop hiding the reality and the truth in order to appease a certain group of people in society. Stop it. Stop it. It's a ludicrous way to go through life. It is an absolute rejection of reality, and it does no one any good. So stop doing it. Stop doing it. Um... (laughs) just absolutely funny. I find the funniest things. I got to play this for you. I shouldn't play this for you. People are going to get mad at me that I'm going to play this for you. But you remember back, uh, you watch those old films like back in the 60s, the black and white public service commercials that they would play just to educate people. Maybe if you went to the theater and you watched a movie, they would play these extended, you know, five to ten minute, uh, basically an infomercial. And... I ran across one on homosexuality. We might as well piss everybody off on this episode, to the point. And when I found it, this was actually posted um, by by Retro Clips. It started playing there. At Retro underscore Clips. And this is one about homosexuality. Um... Pretty interesting stuff. I'm going to play this. The, the, the quality of it will probably not be great. Let me, let me kind of build the scene for you, okay? An older gentleman is taking a teenage boy on a fishing trip, and they're talking about them building their, uh, their, their relationship. They're kind of getting to know each other, you know, just like fellows should do. And uh, here is the commentary. I'm going to play it. It's going to be a rough clip because I'm going to play it through the microphone. Okay, here we go. We're using first names. Ralph said it was more friendly. This is 1961. Jimmy hadn't enjoyed himself so much in a long time. They're on a fishing trip. Having a sandwich by the lakeshore. Uh-oh. Jimmy knew he shouldn't be interested, but rarely was curious. What Jimmy didn't know was that Ralph was sick. A sickness that was not visible like smallpox, <laughs> but no less dangerous and contagious. A sickness of the mind. <laughs> you see, Ralph was a homosexual. <laughs> a person who demands an intimate relationship with members of their own sex. But by now, Jimmy felt a fondness for Ralph. And they continued to go places together. Dangerous now, and Jeremy contagious. Jimmy, many interesting places and did many nice things for him. He bought presents and even gave him money. But payments were expected in return. Uh-oh, You see, Jimmy hadn't recognized Ralph's approach soon enough. Now they're headed so, up to the hotel room. He asked Jimmy to go fishing alone. He should have discussed it with his parents or teacher. Oh boy, howdy! Uh, and then they head into the hotel room. Oh boy, Ralph and Jimmy. That's from 1961. You think that's a parody or a spoof? That's not. That's a real. That's a real public interest announcement, right? That's a public service announcement. Um, the uh, <laughs> we don't know what happened to Jimmy, but I promise you, it wasn't good. I went in and was reading three o'clock in the morning. I was reading the comments on this thing. I hate my juvenile adolescent. Sense of humor, but damn. I mean, it would. I'll just leave it at that. You can go read them at your own peril at retro underscore clips underscore. Um, yeah, I mean, apparently there was grooming that was going on back in 1961. Some things have not changed. Hey, and you got to give it to them. They had the balls to at least call it out for what it was, they had the balls to call it out for what it was. All right, enough about that. Listen, uh, what else? Um, there was a Virginia police. Virginia police said that a man who was arrested at a church with a gun and a knife. I'm still laughing about the last story. I apologize. Uh, he was plotting a violent attack after being upset that prayer didn't work, and he couldn't find a romantic relationship. That's right. You heard me right. He wrote a manifesto. He was going to go do violence at a church in Virginia. 35-year-old. Rui Zhang of Falls Church was arrested back in September at Park Valley Church in Haymarket after the police received a tip about his alleged plot against the church. There was a woman who had met Zhang from a dating app, went out on a date with him in 2023, but stopped seeing him. She became became alarmed after seeing his posts on social media that appeared to express hostility towards the church and Christianity. Uh, One said, blood will be on your hands. So, the police questioned her. She tipped off the police. They questioned her. Uh, and when they went to the church, they found that their security had already spotted him and was escorting him from the building. They said that he was tapping on glass and doing other things that made it look like he was uh, casing the church. So, they disarmed him, the police did, of the handgun and his ammunition, and arrested him at the time. So, uh, on Tuesday, local law enforcement said they were dropping charges against Zhang and ordered. That federal charges could be pursued instead. See, doesn't that sound familiar? Doesn't that sound familiar? They get these guys, they apprehend them, and then they they release them without charge. Now, now, what do you suppose is going to happen next? Obviously, this is a person who wants to go in, do violence against a church because apparently their prayer didn't work, and he couldn't find a romantic relationship. That's a mental. That's a that's a mental issue. If that's the problem, then you have a mental issue. But yet the police have him, apprehend him, disarm him, and then release him and say, okay, we're going to wait for the federal government to do something about it. Dear Lord. 33-page affidavit outlined the case against Zhang, who who has denied planning the attack on the church. He told the police that he had concealed, had a concealed carry permit and was often armed. Police say Zhang had been a member of the church but that he had grown disgruntled after participating in a tithing challenge. I don't know what that is, but I'm curious. Um, Not in a good way. He donated $450 to the church. He emailed the church demanding a refund two days before his arrest, and he received it. Hey, kudos to them. The police searched his home. They found numerous copies of a one-page note where he claimed to have been a government assassin and apologized to the families of those men about to be slain. Okay, you found that, and you let him go. What world are we living in at this point? Why does this always happen? You have the guy. He's obviously something's going on. You're not going to get the guy mental help. You just release him back. He detailed further his anger against the church in the letter. It said, quote, Despite my continued sacrifices in the name of duty, my quiet donations to church God's community. Praying on my knees every morning at 5 a.m. for an hour, thanking God in Jesus' name, despite my faith, even in my worst of days, nothing has changed. My mental health continues to deteriorate. I am not allowed to be in love, to experience love, to experience a romantic relationship. letter went on to say he was targeting men in re- romantic relationships. I mean, Keep your head on a swivel, folks. What do I say? Two things. Well, I don't know if you always hear me say this on on here, but I will tell you. I'll tell you now. This is something I say to a lot of people. One, stay strapped. Two is one and one is none, okay? In other words, if you got one Glock 19, get two Glock 19s because two is one and one is none. If you drop one, you lose one, you get in a bad situation, you want to have an extra one on hand, okay? Stay strapped. Two is one. One is none. One ain't enough is what I'm trying to say. I want them to know what it's like to be me, to labor through yearning for that romantic love, never obtaining it, is what he allegedly wrote. Police call it a kill manifesto. Mercy, 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 mercy. They always have these guys, and they let them go. Mental illness, I mean, that is the factor. It's always the factor. And then you play into, you know... Anyway, there's nothing about that. Um, That's what, you know, I I pray to God I'm wrong that this guy doesn't show up later on before he can, there's a federal investigation, which when you turn him over to the feds, I mean, the guy's wide open. How many times have they had this guy? And that's always the narrative. We had this guy, we suspected this guy, he was on the list, and then it went away. Then it went away. All right, so I told you the story. Many of you have seen it about the um, so-called trans teenager who died in Oklahoma after a group altercation in a school bathroom. Uh, our friend Libs of TikTok Kaya Reshick, uh was accused of being responsible for that. For some reason, she is, of course, on the uh, Oklahoma uh, School Board Council that recommends, you know, reading in libraries, basically making sure that pornographic material is not falling into the hands of children. And she's posted numerous, numerous things out there. She just basically reposts the things on TikTok that crazy people, you know, people with gender dysphoria and different things are just all kind of crazy stuff. She posts it, uh, the crazy things that people say. And I, yes, I'm using the word crazy specifically because these people do say some crazy stuff. She's exposing it. Well, after the fight, the girl, uh, what was she? She was a, a biological female. I get confused. You get confused. We all get confused. Anytime we say that, everybody wants to argue online about he or she or whatever. Let's call them by what they are. This is a biological female that was identifying as a male. And, of course, the accusation was that that this was an attack against the trans community. I saw the police body cam interview with uh, this girl in a hospital bed after the altercation and her mother, her mother and the police officer consistently referred for, referred to her as she, her, and there was nothing that pushed back. Um, there were a lot of disclosures after the damage was done towards uh, Kaya Reichich lives of TikTok. All the threats that were out there, all the accusations. But now we know a lot more facts. And apparently, those contradict the prior coverage. So, next was uh, the girl's um, boy name, I think. Said that the taunting began over the way that uh, she and other friends had been laughing, but not for being a trans student. She stated that the students involved were not known at all and had no prior involvement with them, uh, in opposition to the the reports that there had been ongoing harassment. Uh, She admitted to starting the altercation by throwing water on the students who taunted them in that instance. She admitted to slamming one of the others into a towel dispenser in the bathroom. Now, again, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's sad that this child, two days later, died. Or a day later died taken to the hospital brought home came back and uh subsequently died we still don't know why the question was or the accusation was that someone bashed her head into a sink or something and she she subsequently died from the injuries apparently that's not so she was able to walk to the school office immediately after the incident she died when taken back to the hospital the day following these events the initial medical examiner report detailed there was no sign of physical trauma relating to this death, and a toxicology report was taking place. So, every one of those narratives of the story that have been pushed out online, they're up for debate. Uh, there's been journalists, there's been activists that have lashed out at anybody who misgendered next or next or dead named the student by using the given name of dangney dangney but uh, in the police footage as i stated earlier they kept referring to her as her and she and there was no comment or complaint Um, the mother even refers to the child by the given name of dangney i mean the parents caught some hell online for for using that name and they actually issued an apology saying we're sorry we're new to this we don't understand You know, we're dealing with the loss of a child, and and please forgive us. the fact that the progressive Riri left is attacking these parents who have just lost a child over the pronouns or the dead naming or whatever the hell they're doing, I mean, they they have no regard. That tells me they're more interested in the agenda and the narrative than they are these poor folks who lost their child. Mm. But we still don't have the autopsy report. Uh, one tweet, Judd Legume, I don't know, said Owasso police do not release the autopsy of Next Benedict, even though they say it is complete, but the police claim that Next did not die due to trauma. If the police will not release the autopsy report, why are they releasing a partial paraphrased information? Uh, Basically goes on to, well, I'm just going to read it. I'm not going to accuse Judd. Says, and why does so much of this update use the exact language released by the school yesterday? Are the police investigating the school's conduct, or are they collaborators? Wow! So they're trying to make that into a cover-up. Um, we'll see. Um, they uh, so we'll see how that comes out. Eventually, I think that information will be released. And and we'll see how that goes. But um, these people are actually wanting this to be a hate crime. They're wanting it. I mean, they they're demanding that this be a hate crime. Uh, and apparently, the evidence is pointing to it actually not being that at all. So we'll see what happens. I mean, they they really want to be able to say, "Look, we got we got we got a." You know, we got one. We got some folks up here who are ganging up on a trans person. That is the epitome of politicizing a death of a teenager. So, uh, you want it to get worse, it gets worse. Uh, I'm going to let you go and study this one on your own because I'm going to get out of here. You need to go to childrenshealthdefense.org, the defender. Because Pfizer has quietly, quietly, Been studying myocarditis in children a month before the FDA authorized COVID shots for kids age 5 to 11. So, you know, the CDC actually puts the COVID vaccine on the child's uh, vaccine schedule at this point. And they have said that the COVID-19 vaccine was safe and effective for children and teens. They actually push it, still push it, for children 5 and older. Well, Pfizer was studying whether and how much it damaged their hearts, according to a Daily Clout report on internal Pfizer documents. Why? If it's safe and effective, if you've done the studies on it, if you know exactly what you're giving a child, why are you studying it before it is released and you knew there was a potential danger? So Pfizer conducted a study in which it it vaccinated and collected blood samples from two different age groups, 5 to 11 and 12 to 15, and tested them them for uh, troponin-1. Troponin-1 is a protein released into the bloodstream when the heart is damaged. It's an indicator of subclinical myocarditis. They began the study in September 2021, the month before the uh, U.S. Food and Drug Administration, granted Pfizer emergency use authorization for its COVID-19 vaccine for children ages 5 to 11. The FDA said it based that uh, emergency use on the agency's, agency's thorough and transparent evaluation of the data and found no serious side effects. However, Pfizer's ongoing active surveillance and testing for troponin 1 was an acknowledgment of the undisclosed risk of the vaccine-induced myocarditis and pericarditis, according to Dr. Christopher Flowers, who wrote the report on the Pfizer documents for Daily Clout. I'm unvaccinated, but I mean, obviously I have childhood vaccines. I'm at a point now where I don't think any of the vaccines, probably none of the vaccines are anything that need to be in our body. We certainly don't need a cycle of 72 different ones in our children. But I'm unvaccinated when it comes to this um, COVID vaccine. I know a lot of you have received it for one reason or another. Dear God, what have they done to us? What have they done to us? Neither Pfizer nor the FDA made the results of the vaccine maker study available to the public. Flowers, who's a retired academic radiologist with 40 plus years of clinical experience, has been sifting through the documents Pfizer provided the FDA and its EUA applications as the FDA began releasing the documents in 2022 under a court order. Children's Health Defense.org. You need to read it. There's so much here. There's so many notes. There's so many, there's so many references here. He focused specifically on the evidence of myocarditis among young people. He said it's particularly worrying that Pfizer was testing young children for markers of subclinical myocarditis because they're not typically an age group at risk for the condition. That's what he I mean, here's the thing quote, if they were concerned about it. And at the same time, they were telling everyone it was safe to use. Well, the left hand is doing something different to what the right hand is doing. Flowers said it's even more concerning that the outcomes haven't been made public because if young children do have higher tropinin one levels post-vaccination, it would be another indicator that they should not have taken the vaccine. He said, we found that a lot of these children's trials were dropped on the clinicaltrials.gov website where clinical trials are registered. A number of the proposed trials, Pfizer told the FDA, they were going to to be disappeared off the site, which means they were not taking place, he added. So we have concerns that they knew something was going on, but we don't have the data. We want truth. We want transparency. That's what drove me to write this report. Childrenshealthdefense.org. The title... I'm going to give it to you. title of the article is Pfizer Quietly Studied Myocarditis in Children a Month Before FDA-Authorized COVID Shots for Kids Ages 5 to 11. What in God's name have they done to us, folks? We're living in a crazy, crazy crazy-ass world. All right, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, I love you. Go listen to the story of Jimmy and Ralph again. Scary stuff. Woo! I appreciate you guys. Tomorrow, I'm going to burn down the barn. I want you to be a part of it on... uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up next week. Uh, my good friend Isabel Brown is coming on the show. I believe she'll be on next week. She's got a new book coming out, and uh, you know her from social media on Instagram. Specifically, she's a contributor and a partner with TP USA, and a very, very sharp young lady. She is a Gen Zer. Can't wait to talk to her. So we got a lot of guests coming up. Oh, I got a big old shout out yesterday from Megan Kelly on the Megan Kelly Show, right at the 55 minute mark. Come on, girl, represent. Over one of my tweets. I'm just stirring it up. God, so much crap to stir. All right. I'm out of here. Go to WatchChad.com. Check out where I'm going to be live on the road. I would love to see you out there. we got a lot of shows coming up. Indiana, Illinois. um, God. Nebraska. Whew. Where else are we going to be? Iowa. Tons of stuff. Texas, obviously. Oklahoma. Everywhere. All right. I love y'all. God bless you. I will talk to you next time. Bye.